Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Coming back at you with another episode as America's true pastime of football gets kicked off. There's a certain group of people that we need to address. You might have guessed by the title, they are bandwagon fans. Can't wait to get into this one. Drop the beat, let's get to it. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mind of Mike J podcast. I am just, guys, excuse my lack of energy right now. I just, I'm filming this as I'm just getting done watching the UNC and Louisville game. The, you know, my beloved Tar Heels are now 0-2, and it is not looking good for us so far. But, you know, I am a true fan that will be there regardless of what happens, and as always, our mentality is, you know, get over this one. We'll get over this one next week. Next week is a different story. And it's because of that that I want to, that brings me to the main topic of this podcast, which is bandwagon fans. And as you've seen by the title, I have labeled this five reasons why bandwagon fans can and will not prosper. You see, as a UNC fan, I am a, I'm fortunate enough to be a diehard fan of a program that has enjoyed a very, very decent level of success. I, I would Decent might be an understatement, but I am a fan of a program that is very successful athletically. And therefore, and anybody that is a fan of any team that does well knows part of that territory that comes with it, you have to deal with these damn bandwagon fans. And now nobody likes bandwagon fans. It's just that those of us that are pulled for elite teams actually have more of this problem than others. But really, nobody likes bandwagon fans. And I know what some people... I know I'm speaking to some people that if deep down know that they are bandwagon fans and are probably wondering, well, why do you have such a problem with bandwagon fans? It's not so much that I have a problem with bandwagon fans, even though I kind of do. It's... What I'm going to explain is why... You should have a problem being a bandwagon fan. You see, bandwagon fans, you guys, it's not the best route to go. I know you think you can just bypass the system and everything and just kind of insert yourself whereas, whereas you see fit, put on a jersey, and everything's good. And I'm here to explain to you exactly why that is not going to work why you don't you yourself are not going to want to do that and everybody knows a bandwagon fan we all know a guy that pulls for the yankees and the cowboys but he lives in georgia we all know a guy that was a cubs fan apparently all his life is what he'll tell you but nobody saw him until after the world series last year though you know people like that everybody knows someone like that and again there are certain reasons why and let me just kick it off with number one, the number one reason why you bandwagon fans should stop doing what you're doing for your own good is because everyone, I repeat, everyone knows who you are. You don't, you, you guys think you blend in, but you really don't. We know who you are probably within, real fans can identify you probably within five minutes. And let me explain how. Number one, it's, see, me personally, anybody that's ever watched a sporting event with me knows 
I can, I'll talk about history. I talk about everything. I'll talk about the coaching staff. I'll talk about the GMs. I'll talk about the athletic directors. I talk about everything. Bandwagon fans cannot have a conversation in that full of detail. I've been a perfect example. I've been a UNC fan probably since I was 11 years old. So, which means if we're watching a UNC game together, at any point in time, I might bring up something that's that I can bring up a topic, I can bring up anything that's happened in UNC's history. It might be anywhere between year 2000 and year 2017 where we are currently. You have to be prepared to have those kind of conversations with me. You have to be prepared for me to drop that bomb on you. And you have to be able to talk fluently with it. And if you weren't a bandwagon fan, this would not be a problem for you. But unfortunately, bandwagon fans cannot deal with that because they just started pulling for the team yesterday and that's how people like me can normally find you out but bandwagon fans can normally be identified by their geographic location as well which is another way which is another way that we can normally tell like I was saying we all know a guy that's that lives in Georgia and is a Yankees and a Dallas fan but somehow doesn't pull for the Hawks or the Falcons the thing is that is normally that is normally a dead giveaway, and I want to address the fact that yes, I am a Tampa Bay fan that lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that is that does not apply for all people. But let me tell you, if you ask me about anything that's happened, you ask me about anything that's happened, any season that the Buccaneers have had in the last seventeen years or so, I'm there. I can talk about it. So you can say what you want. I'm I'm just as much a fan. I consider myself just as much a fan as anyone else because I'm I was there for all the bad years and the good years. But that's probably one of those two things. And just so you know, bandwagon fans, like I said, we're gonna find you out pretty quickly. Which leads me to my next point. Reason number two why you do not want to be a bandwagon fan is because you guys are the first people to get roasted when your team loses. See the thing is bandwagon fans all all of us real fans all we pray for every single day is that you bandwagon fans get your comeuppance see that we we are if i know if i know 50 real clemson fans and one bandwagon clemson fan the first person i'm talking crap to as soon as you guys lose is the bandwagon fan we and not to say the real fans don't get flack when their team loses. Not to say there's no trash talk that occurs there, but the bandwagon fans are the first ones to go. Anytime your team loses, y'all are the first ones we're coming after because we know the only reason you're here is because you thought you were going to win. So we are coming after you. Just let that be known, and that's another reason why you do not want to be a bandwagon fan. You don't want to have to deal with that. Just know, if you're a bandwagon fan and it gets out there that you're a bandwagon fan, you can count on your phone blowing up. You can count on getting tagged in memes on social media. You can count on people atting you on Twitter. You're going to be in everybody's mentions. Everyone's coming after you after your team loses. So just be prepared for that. If you're going to be a bandwagon fan, at least be prepared for that roast that is going to come every time your team loses. But, again... You shouldn't want to have to. You don't have to deal with that by not being a bandwagon fan. You shouldn't want to deal with that. But just letting you know. Moving on to reason number three, 
why you do not want to be a bandwagon fan is because you can only support your team on the good years. See, bandwagon fans only show up when the team's winning, and there's very few teams that are able to do that consistently. Maybe if you're a Patriots fan, maybe if you're a Packers fan, maybe if you're a Steelers fan, you know, there's a, it's very hard to point out the bandwagon fans there sometimes because their teams have been good for so long, so you don't really have any, you don't really have any off years. But if you're like anyone else, you can't really show up every, you can't really show up every year. You got to wait. You might have that one good year where you can come out and then every other year after that, you're not really going about it as much. You got to stay at home. That's what happened with the Panthers a couple years ago. Not to call people in, and not to, and now not to call certain people in Charlotte bandwagon fans, because I don't know who is and who isn't, to be honest with you. But what I can tell you is, as a person that frequently is out in public, either tailgating or at a sports bar watching a game, I can tell you 2015 and 2016 were two completely different years. And that's natural. That's to be expected. I mean, every. When the team's winning, people are people are going to be out trying to watch the game. That happens everywhere. So I'm not implying that particular situation. I'm not saying I'm not saying it like that. But what I am what I am pointing out is how there were some people that didn't miss a game when they some people aren't going to miss the game when they feel like it's a when they feel like it's going to be a win, and when they don't feel like the team is going to win, they're not going to show up at all. And unfortunately, I, now I know some people probably just stayed at home and watched the game as opposed to going out. So I'm not saying the amount of money that you're going out in public and spending is a testament to your fanhood. What I'm saying is it speaks to the fact that there are some people that probably aren't even watching the game at all. I work with, I used to work with three or four self-proclaimed diehard Panther fans. And last year, when the Panthers finished last in the division, I would come into work and ask them about, you know, the game. Hey, man, what'd you think of the game last weekend? And they would tell me they didn't even watch it. So that's what I, and that's what I'm saying. See, me personally, when my teams aren't good, I still watch the games. I'm still going to come out. I'm still going to support. I still put my jerseys on. But there are just some people that don't that don't go that hard. And bandwagon fans, especially. Are a victim are a problem with this because, like I said, when you're a bandwagon fan, obviously you're only here for the wins. So if if your team's having an off year, that's a whole season that you that you just can't watch that you're not going to be able to enjoy, and that's just a shame. And that really is just a shame. Now, number four, moving on to my next point, another reason why you would not want to be a bandwagon fan. It will cost you money. Now I know what you probably I know you probably weren't expecting me to pull that one out there, but I'm explaining it to you. See, bandwagon fans aren't buying season tickets because bandwagon fans want to see the team win first before they spend money. The problem is season tickets are going to be at a cheaper price. You're going to get a much better deal if you spend season tickets on a prior to a winning season than if you try to show up in the middle of the season once the team's doing well. Ticket salespeople know once the team's winning. They can start selling to everybody. They can jack up the price because they know everybody's going to come. Bandwagon fans, this is where you come in. 
Because bandwagon fans, you guys are going to show up after the team's winning, which means you're going to spend more money on those of us real fans that went ahead and bought our tickets in advance. The other reason why it can cost you money, and I know what you're probably thinking, is, well, I can be a bandwagon fan and I'll just watch the game at home. See, that's the other problem. Bandwagon fans, if you're going to watch the game at home, and I know what you're thinking, you're a bit... This is the, you're only showing up when the team's winning, so you're gonna want to have fun, maybe throw a house party or two, have some people over, and think you can cheat the system that way. The thing that you're forgetting is we don't, us real fans, we don't like bandwagon fans. Nobody likes y'all, so no one's coming to your house party. The only way we're coming to your house party is if what you're doing is ten times better than any other real fans that we know. The only way I'm going to a bandwagon UNC fan or Tampa Bay fan or Mets fan, the only way I'm coming to your house party to watch a game, if I know you're a bandwagoner, you got to have filet mignons, you got to have some strippers there, it's got to be maybe Kanye West might show up to perform at halftime. I mean, you're going to have to go all out for your house party for me to show up if you're a bandwagon fan. Otherwise... I'd rather just sit and crack a couple cold ones with my with my real fans and watch it at their house. No one's coming to your house party if you're a bandwagon fan. So just be prepared to allow your fake fandom to cost you money. And ultimately, the last and fifth and final reason why being a bandwagon fan is a terrible idea and you shouldn't want to do it is because you guys don't struggle. Let me explain. I know you. what you're saying is that that doesn't sound like something I should want to do. I don't want to struggle. Here's a reason why you do. If you were not there for the low moments, you can't truly appreciate the highs. I was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the night that they won the national championship a few months ago against Gonzaga. We were there to rush Franklin Street, celebrate, and have a good time. The reason why it means... It meant so much to me. The reason why I could have probably stayed out there all night celebrating is because that was years of disappointment. That was the UNC hasn't won a title since 2009. So I'm coming in from a perspective of I was there when we didn't, when we missed the tournament. I was there when. In 2012, when it looked like we had a championship run going, and then Marshall injured, injured his foot in the second round, and we ended up getting and we ended up getting bounced after he missed, after what should have been a championship team, and we ended up not making it. I was there in 2016 when we lost on a last second shot to Villanova, so I could appreciate all of that build up, all of that emotional build up. It, you're, it's just able to finally you're able to just let it all out when your team actually wins and if you're a bandwagon fan you probably weren't there for the years that we weren't very good so you really can't appreciate that Carolina fans same thing like I said I talk about the Panthers a lot just because I'm from here and I see it and I see what's going on and even though I'm not a fan myself I appreciated the run they made in 2015 why? Because I know real fans that have grown up with this team since the 90s have enjoyed some of the worst seasons in NFL history. The Panthers were terrible in the late 90s, early 2000s. So if you lived through those years and now you're seeing your team about to win a Super Bowl, you can really truly appreciate it. Some of you guys that just moved to Charlotte 
or some of you that have lived here all your lives and never supported the team and now you want to show up, you really can't appreciate it that way. You weren't there. You weren't emotionally invested in this team when we were when we were losing. And anybody that's a real fan should agree with me on this one. You cannot really truly appreciate what's going on before you cannot truly appreciate what's going on unless you've been there for all of the all of the seasons good or bad you can't just show up during the good seasons i mean you'll you'll kind of sort of you'll kind of i'm not saying it's it doesn't feel good i'm not saying it's not a good feeling when you're a bandwagon fan and your team wins wins a championship but Again, you, unless you've you, a bandwagon fan will really never understand what I'm saying. A real fan understands exactly what I'm saying right now. You really can't do it, and that's why bandwagon fans y'all can and will not prosper. Now, there's a clear front runner for the L of the week, and that is the New England Patriots. For those of you that didn't watch the game, the New England Patriots played the Kansas City Chiefs Thursday night football earlier this week. And for anybody that has been paying attention to any analyst or any um, talking head on the NFL, the New England Patriots have been heavily favored. Some have even said that they'll go undefeated this year. And unfortunately, that's not going to be the case because they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 42-27 this past Thursday. Now, I'm not saying that the Chiefs had no chance. What I am saying is that Alex Smith, who is notoriously not a big-arm passer, was able to throw for 368 yards and four touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, a rookie, was a, a rookie running back, was able to put up over 200 yards of total offense and score about three, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he had over 200 yards of total offense and three touchdowns. That's a bad look. The Patriots didn't stop. I mean, the Pats did not stop anyone whatsoever. 537 total yards is what you allowed. This was despite the fact that Kansas City probably gave up well over 100 plus penalty yards. So in other words, you didn't stop them at all. And it's I really have no... Yeah, the thing you guys have to remember is I don't really like the Patriots to begin with. So anytime I have a chance to get on them, I'm definitely going to do so. Kansas City, thank you for starting this NFL season off right and handing an L to the New England Patriots in their house, which they never lose at. Tom Brady is 103-0, and if I'm not mistaken. It was something over 100 games. When he was at home going into the, going into the fourth quarter with a lead, Tom Brady had never lost a game in his career, and he just so happened to pick this past Thursday to blow it. I love it. Somehow, some way, the team that is called the Patriots, when they lose, America wins, as I've been saying. Guys, I appreciate y'all listening. This has been the Mind of Mike J podcast. I appreciate everyone. New episodes every Monday. But until then, we will see you next week. This is Mike J signing off. 